When we came this morning for praise band, we already had a revival, did we not? We had a revival because here's the deal. I'm going to actually take this out of my pocket and get rid of it so I can sit. I'm not going to let anything defeat what God wants to do. I re-hurt my knee again this week, and we have baptism today, and I have like 20 people to baptize if it's not storming. And I don't even know how it's going to happen, but I think, no, but with God, everything's possible. Listen, listen. there's a huge but in the Word of God. And I'm not even trying to be funny, but there's a huge but. Because God always has a way of saying, you're looking at the things that happened instead of what I can do. Because on the other side of the ledger is this. And people will say, well, he did this and she did that. And I know how he lives and I know how she lives. And they had this happen and they turned away from God and all these things. And on the other side of the ledger, there's a but. It says, but I know him and he really does love me. So you should stop judging. And I know her that her intention in her heart is to love me. This is feeling weird, this mic, like I'm in and out. And um, I'm thinking Satan is, is the master of deceit and trick, trickery. Yes, he is. He is the master of deceit and trickery. He wants nothing more than to make you realize, can I have some more of this or something? Nothing more than to make you think that there's no hope and that he's not there and that everything is, you know, all chances are gone and you are defeated no, he's defeated. He's a foe. Where we left last week in our study of the life of Paul, once again leaves Paul out of the picture today because we've watched the, we have watched the life of Saul as it's progressing into the life of Paul. As God changed him on the road to Damascus, which is the, the capital of Syria, which is a mess, and I've shared that along the road. If you go to Syria now and you go to Damascus, you'll find it lies in ruins. According to the Old Testament prophet, it would lie in ruins. Major cities, like a city like Chicago, just all lying in ruins. By the way, I want to put this commercial break in here a moment. If you have not seen Dinesh D'Souza's uh, movie, what's the name of it? Hillary's America, you have to see it. Dinesh D'Souza is a born-again Christian that is from India. He's brilliant. He made a movie about Obama before the election, and the Obama administration sent him to prison. And they used the excuse that it was because he gave too much money to a charity, which is a misdemeanor, but the judge sent him to prison. He got out of prison and made a movie about Hillary and what's happening in America today. It's riveting. We went to the movie, a bunch of us, and the college ministry went, and it was all gray hairs. And immediately it said to me, there's no hope for our nation. Our young people are preoccupied with sex, video games, which are the same as sex, and addictive behaviors which are killing them. They're not interested in listening. Why do you think it is so important that we entrench our children in the word of God? You could say, well, that's brainwashing. No, that is educating them. Dinesh D'Souza was sent away to prison for a couple years of what Obama calls re-education. Re-education. And if you watch the movie, you will see the issues with the, the Republican Party versus the Democratic Party and how they've made people believe lies and touted the lies as truth. We need to, every single person, every young person who is old enough to understand anything should see the movie because you will have a better evaluation of what's really going down. Hillary must be defeated if we want freedom. Or the world, I'm afraid, is too late. But think about that, okay? So I wanted you to see this morning where we left Paul off. We left Paul up in Antioch last week with Barnabas. Barnabas was a Christian, a Jew from Jerusalem that was told by the church in Jerusalem. The church in Jerusalem was not like our church, and I hope this is not too boring. I'll try to keep it interesting. They're different in this respect. The church in Jerusalem was full of legalistic Judaizers that were Christians, but they couldn't get rid of the, the Judaic tradition that was in their system. 
You can't get rid of that legalistic thing that says you should condemn him because he did a worse sin than you when all of us would be condemned if it were left up to us. We would just live in such a way that God would say, I can't have you in heaven. So Saul and Barnabas are in Antioch because Barnabas had been sent there and was overwhelmed by the grace of God in people's lives. He saw people that had genuinely changed, and he forgot why he had been sent there by the church to spy out their liberties and say, why are Gentile people coming into the kingdom? This is supposed to be for Jews. He saw the grace of God at work. You want, you want Rock Church to grow? Ex express the grace of God by living it. When you live the grace of God, other people come to Christ. When you die to self and live for God and live pure in heart, you are free. We made a little commitment last week at college ministry. It was at my house, and Nick was speaking, and the Spirit of God said to me, you need to speak up right now. Same path that Nick was on, but I just said, I had a few words to say to the college people downstairs, and I said, we need to make a commitment to God this week to live pure, totally pure, all week long, and see if God doesn't work miracles. And so a bunch of us committed to purity, I did, no greed, no wrong thinking, no lustful thinking, never allowing any of those sins to take you where you shouldn't be. I feel so free today, I, I don't even know how to express it. I feel in the depths of my being that God brings a desire for more purity when you live purity, and more filth when you live filth. This is not about Pokemon and all that crap. I, I, I want to tell you this. We have a nephew that works for the NSA, and he says you should cover the camera on your computer because we're watching you. Big Brother is watching all of us. You now can get on your, your phone and have Pokemon lead you on this little, um, what do they call it? Virtual trip on your bike or wherever. College-age kids are doing this like crazy. And what you don't understand is Satan's leading you on a trip. He's got you on the trip that says, you don't need to worry. This is stupid. He's just brainwashing. You don't listen to him. You, you, you could do whatever you want with your life. I will make you a promise right now. The road you're on will be miserable if Christ is not first and foremost in your thoughts. You will be the happiest when you live purely. You will be the happiest when you realize that every single thing that happens in your life is for a reason. It is either to grow you or discipline you. That is not spiritual abuse to say that, as the former, the, a new pastor at my former church would say. He calls that spiritual abuse. He needs to understand something. It is spiritual abuse not to tell people that because they're headed straight for disaster like the Indian girl in Canada who was cutting herself up and down her arms, tattoos all over and piercings all over. Satan says, destroy your body, and God says, keep your body clean. It's mine. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We'll be happy when you live clean. When you live clean, when you live clean spiritually, you live clean physically. Your body doesn't stink. Your hair's not as greasy. Your face is not sad all the time. You're not laying on the couch playing video games. You want to do something to change the world. He's not going to stop me. The former, that new pastor's not going to stop me from preaching the truth. I hope you're listening. You need to get saved. You don't think you can know when you get saved? Oh, yes, you can. Because you are blood-bought through the power of the Spirit of God. That at salvation comes into you, and you can't forget that experience. That experience is embedded in your mind. If you can't point back to when you were saved, you're lost. You're going to hell. I'm not baptizing you. Baptism is only for people who want to tell the world, I found Jesus Christ to be the answer for my sin. He paid it all. Why are we singing those songs otherwise? And by the way, in regards to the thing we're doing right now, there are only about 16 families in our church that have not been a part of this by signing one of these cards. We have raised $138,000, $138,500 in giving. And I said to my wife, I am severely disappointed in some of our deepest friends have never even turned in one of these. And you say you're a part of the body here and you support what we're doing. No, you're not. No, you're not. Why should you get to move into a new building and enjoy the benefits of it and you haven't done anything? You're like the little red hen. You want to eat the bread, but you didn't want to plant the wheat. And by the way, this is no good. This is no good unless it's a sacrifice. I have no idea where we're going to get the $5,000. 
I have no idea, but I can promise you like two different men who came in this week to turn in their $5,000 that they had stretched themselves believing God that would somehow provide it, and both of them experienced a miracle of God to give them the money. There you go. And neither of them wanted me to tell you how they got it. One after another is coming to me saying we supernaturally believed that God would provide supernaturally. If, it's, if you give 2000 and you know that it would stretch you to give 5000 or 10000 you should go for the 5 or the 10 because then you get to experience a miracle in you. You agree or not? Yes? How about this side? Three people. Three. Listen to me. I want to experience the miracles of God. That's, the, that's what we should desire in our hearts. And so Saul is up in Antioch with Barnabas, and they stayed there. You know Saul had been in hiding for years now. He got such hell from his family and from the church and from Christians that a man who had killed Christians could not be used of God. Those kind of churches are totally wrong. Those are exactly the people that God uses. The ones who have miserably failed and had their entire world cave in on them and realize I can't make it without you. I was a slave, but now I'm free. I was a slave, but now you set my feet to dancing. I don't have the ability to speak, but now I speak. I never wanted to sing for God, and now that's all I want to do. I have kids that are going astray. I had two kids in my house last night, Joseph. And Johnny, I'll tell you something. When the desire for God flows down from the grandparents, Zach's parents, to the parents, Zach and Ina, it flows down to Johnny. It affects Johnny. And it makes those kids all night long. I was studying at the counter. I finally said to my wife, can we please turn off that speaker with all that music on? I can't even think. It's Josiah has to have that music on all the time. He knows all the songs he was singing Recreate last night. I want my kid to have no desire to listen to Justin Bieber. I don't need to tell him not to. He doesn't have any desire. He doesn't even know who he is, probably. He's sitting in here. I'm sure he knows. Are you getting this? You wonder why your kids have gone astray? Because you're not living it. You're not living it. I'm not saying that to condemn or spiritually abuse you. You're just not living it. Live it and see him come back to God. Come on. Come on. Is that right? Live it and see him come back to God. He takes the ones that would be disqualified by the church, like Saul was, had to go into hiding in Arabia, and then went up to Tarsus, his own hometown, didn't find any satisfaction there. But God, who is God? But, 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 but God, but God said to Barnabas, who would be excited for the kingdom? Who would help you bring these people in Antioch to Christ? But God stepped in and said, it's time for Saul to get off the shelf. He's been sitting and moping for too long. Get him off the shelf. And he went over there to Tarsus and pulled him back, and they spent a year in Antioch. And while that was going on, there was something going on down in Jerusalem too. And you get to it when you get to chapter 12 because chapter 12 starts out in the most ridiculously powerful way when you look at the Scripture. In, and I wanted you to see this. In chapter 12, and verse 1, it says, It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church intending to persecute them. I want you to see this. When you're walking with God about that time, you're going to have problems. It was a time of problems. It was a time of problems. Okay, this week, I could just take this week alone. You think there's nothing going on? You have any idea what's going on? While you're sitting in your comfort watching your video games, eating your snacks, God is allowing somebody to go through deep hurt and pain in our church. And we should care. Because he's doing one of two things. Because he's never mean. He's either saying, you need to put your attention back on me because you're not going to make it otherwise. And you're either going to grow or become bitter. We'll never understand why God makes people have cancer, why God makes us lose children, 
We will never understand all the things that God sovereignly in control of everything allows to happen. When your kid goes astray, you are panicking, thinking, where are they and what's going on? When your kid attempts suicide, you are thinking to yourself, God, that's my baby. What happened? When did he get off track? By looking at Pokemon and thinking there's something in the world that's going to change him. Demons. Demons will not take you to God. They will take you out, dead, gone. About that time, it says in chapter 12, and you have to go back and look at the end of chapter 11 to see what was going on. Because about that time, about the time that God is working at Rock Church and the place is filled with the power of God and the spirit of God and God is manifesting himself through taking people who are not so stinking selfish of their money that they won't give a penny because they're so worried they won't be able to take their vacations and all the other things, not realizing that is a vacation to give to God. It's a great vacation. It is vacation to sacrifice. We need to raise at least $20,000 or $16,000 more to get a loan. It should happen today. I said it last week, but it didn't happen. And I, my wife and I look at each other like, why aren't they giving? You're going to give. We're going to get it. And people are going to say it's because you manipulated them. No, it's because I challenged you to experience God. Yeah. I'm challenging you, uh, you to experience a miracle. You want a miracle? How many people would like a miracle? Say yes. Yeah. Only on this side. It's the way for it to happen. Because about that time means something to you. About that time, something serious happened in your life. About what time? About the time you were either having a revival or you were getting persecuted. About the time you were actually experiencing the power of God or you were sitting lame in Tarsus having a pity party and God said, get up, Moses. It's time for you to get away from the Midians and go do what I told you to do 40 years ago. But you messed up. Okay, so you messed up. Listen, people. So you messed up. So what? It's not time to discipline you out of the church. It's time to get you refocused on Christ. That's what it's about time because God doesn't see your sin. Well, our church boards love to discipline because it shows their power and their control. You love to yell at your kids. How about not yelling at them? How about them seeing you praying? How about them seeing you excited about God? How about them seeing you like some kind of fanatic dancing like a crazy fool? Sometimes you can't even hold it in. It's so awesome. You look like a kook from another planet. People come in here, and I'm sure they think to themselves, Nick's up here. I'm like, okay, you can't hold it in, can you? You're not saying amen today. You're supposed to be a cheerleader for me. You're supposed to be cheerleading. Seriously, come on. Come on. This is ridiculously powerful stuff. About that time in Jerusalem, because there's always something going on somewhere else, people. You're not the only one that's going through pain. Maybe God wants you to go through pain so you can help somebody else that's going through the same pain. God does, hasn't left you alone. He hasn't abandoned you. About that time when, when Saul and Barnabas were up there experiencing the power of God, God was doing something down in Jerusalem. Yes, 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 yes. And problems had come. Because I went back and studied about Herod Agrippa, who was in charge. He was actually Jewish. He split his, his um, Roman allegiance and loyalty along with loving the Jewish people. And he didn't want the Jewish people to be mad at him. So he thought, there's a lot of religious Jewish people that are ticked off. And I'm a government official. It reminds me so much of what happened to me. It reminds me so much of what I saw in the movie with... Um, with Dinesh D'Souza being sent to prison. I felt the exact same way. When churches and government come together in a bad way, it is going to be bad for Christians. And that's where this is all going. You know who the ones are going you know who the terrorists are going to be? We're going to be the terrorists. Because people don't like that we are totally sold out and committed to seeing people come into the kingdom. You think the devil likes that? You think he's happy because there are lost people in this room. You're hanging on to something. I don't know what it is. Take the world, but give me Jesus. Take the world. You ought to be able to go to bed at night and say, I live this whole day pure. I live this whole day undefiled by the garbage. I don't want to die. I want to live for Christ. Life is Christ. Life is Jesus Christ. And so what happened was Herod became upset. And about that time, he had an idea. 
how to please the, the Jewish people, he had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. Now, if you know who James is, this is important because James, John, Peter, these guys were tight with Christ. They were like the three. John was the beloved. He had James put to death. In other words, we will set an example. Dinesh D'Souza, you get to go to prison. We'll set an example. You know what he did while he was in prison? He got fired up for God. He was dancing in the cell. He wasn't going to hell. He had to ring a bell and tell people, I am saved. I am saved. And used every moment he had there to plan for the next way he would attack the enemy's stupid ideas. And so... Wouldn't you think you would learn something the last time you made a movie about someone like Barack Obama and exposed him for who he is? No, he's the kind of man that is willing to die because of Christ. Where are the Christians in the churches that aren't saying, shut the pastor up, just give us that 15-minute little devotional thing so we can go out and smoke our cigarette and have a bottle of beer on the way home? Maybe carve my hand or my, my wrist while I'm doing it. Or maybe have Pokemon... I am telling you guys, I am not, I, I believe this strongly. Open rebuke is better than secret love. Better to openly rebuke each other because we love each other and get over it then and move on. Put Pokemon in hell where he belongs. If you've been to the other side of the world, you realize that all those demonic little creatures that are all over and all those things, even on your phone, what are they called? That Ed uses a lot of emojis. Or the... Where the heck did they come from? Hell. I've been going to Vietnam for years. The Chinese world has all those little creatures that go all over the place. They all look alike. They all look demonic to me because they're determined to take you on a trip. The best thing you could do for yourself this week is turn off the TV, not a single moment of video games, and spend that time studying the Word of God, and you will get so full you won't be able to hold it inside. Yeah, 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 come on. You agree with me? You will get so full. This lameness that we see in the church today will turn into revival. We will be fired up. Music will come from our hearts, not to entertain you. What we say will just, the things coming out of our lips will literally feel like the power of God is being manifested to us. So he kills James. And when he saw that this met the approval among the Jews, he thought, hey, they really like me. I'm a Jew. I want the Jews to like me. I don't want people to be offended by me. I'm not going to talk to them about Jesus. They'll be offended about me. I believe in the casual gospel, you know. I just casual. I, I have a beer and smoke a cigarette with them, and then we talk about sports and video games we played, and then, you know, I'm hoping that Jesus will rub off on them. Really? Jesus isn't going to rub off that way. Jesus is going to rub off when your heart is radically changed. You are living pure, and it just comes out of you. Now, I'm going to say this. I could give the invitation right now and stop. There are friends of mine in this room who you've become a casual, careless believer. You have slipped back from the power of God being manifested through the word into a casual relationship already this summer. By the end of the summer, you won't give a rip. If you're at church, you won't give a rip about anything but yourself. When he saw that this met the approval of the Jews, he decided to proceed to see, seize Peter also. And this happened during the Festival of Unleavened Bread. Well, that's interesting. So I had to say to myself, well, why was that such an important thing that it, it, that it happened during the Festival of the Unleavened Bread during the Passover, during this time? And so it says in verse 4, and after arresting him, he put some in prison, handling, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying for him. James had been beheaded. And I looked up to, to, you know, to see, okay, what was the deal with beheading? That was the form of execution that was used for all of those who... Um, well, considered to be religious, it was the righteous way to deal quickly with their sin. Because beheading is instantly. There's no torture, there's no pain. Crucifixion was a different thing. They thought they were doing the right thing and they could put an end to this fanatical, radical Christianity that was spreading and was, you know, 
They thought they could put an end to it by silencing James. It didn't work. And so they seized Peter, and they put Peter in prison, and they put four groups of four guarding him. They had guards here. They had guards there. They had guards at the second gate. If you read the text, you'll see that he had to go through these gates. They were going to make sure that somehow some miraculous thing didn't happen. I'm thinking, oh, God, that is so cool that he thought he could stop the power of God. Wow, it reminds me of our property situation. This week, the city of Granville sent a truck through there three times within an hour. And I'm like, well, what are they looking for? What are they looking for? Do you have any idea how much the enemy would like to stop us from having that place? Because he knows that it will reach the neighbors. Neighbors have already come and said, we'd like to visit this church. Do you have any idea how, how much the enemy wants to stop you from living pure? The time you say, I'll live pure, is the time a naked woman comes across your path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The time you decide to really live for God, you're going to get tested. You're going to get tested. And so he, he cuts the head off of James as an example. It doesn't mean anything to Peter because Peter knows this. I have determined, I am committed to serving Christ with every ounce of my being until I'm gone. Put me in jail, but you can't take Jesus. Put me in prison, but you can't take Jesus, Dinesh D'Souza said. You're only going to make me stronger. You look at persecution around the world, all over the place. There's persecution in almost every Arab nation. Every nation. And I watched last night some of the people in the Arab nations that have been told, we are going to kill you. We're locking into a group of people. If you do not deny your Christianity, and they're meeting in places all over the place, in China, underground. Home churches everywhere are meeting. Thank you, God. The word spreads through persecution. The word spreads through people coming after you. Well, there, there were problems. There, there was also apprehension. There was serious apprehension. The church didn't know what the, what the future held. And there was an adversary. And sometimes I think we think to ourselves, well, this is just somebody being mean with me. No, it isn't. There's an adversary out there called the devil. I'm not saying this to be mean, but I look, I check every week on my former ministry, and I see the young people that have gone a different direction. No interest in God, no interest in spiritual things. They're gone. People say, well, that happens everywhere. No, it doesn't. Not when a group of people is committed to the gospel and committed their lives to Christ completely. And then to have them go back the other way is very, very sad. It was a time of prayer. It was a time of earnest prayer because if you look, you, you know this for sure. There was a time of problems. There was a time of prayer. Verse 5, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. They were earnestly praying, and I think to myself, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So they're earnestly praying. He's in prison. I could just picture Peter being down there. Oh, God, you are my deliverer. Uh-huh. I'm no longer a slave. I feel like dancing. I feel like a crazy person. I don't care if the people in the room think I'm crazy because my feet won't sit still. You have done so much in my heart. I want it to pass to my children and to their children and on down the line. I want my lineage to be that which caused people's feet to dance. You think it's weird to have your kids involved in spiritual things? Don't give them a choice. Put them under the ministry of the word because they're going to get something from it. You are not here by your choice. You are in here because you know you desire this inside. You know that's true. Why are these seats empty? Because we don't care. We could barely keep our own world together. We don't care if other people are dying and going to hell. They were praying. They were earnestly praying, it says. And then there's a tiny word in verse 5 that makes a big difference. It's a little conjunction. It says, but, but, you know, but God, but God was on the move. God had something else planned, didn't he? So I think of the buts and the word of God. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. He made us alive, didn't he? We were dead. We were dead. We were on a path of deadness. You were literally, you were morally bankrupt, physically messed up, on the wrong path. And God, who is rich in mercy, said to you, I got better plans for you. I'm taking you out of here, and I'm going to put your feet on solid ground, and your life is going to be different. Oh, God, thank you. He came looking for Saul. Saul. 
who thought, I can't do this. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. God gives you a new desire, a little conjunction, but it's used to introduce something, contrasting with what has already been mentioned. It's, it's like the synonyms, yet, nevertheless, nonetheless, even so, however, still, notwithstanding, despite that, in spite of that, for all that, all the same, just the same, I'm going to tell you right now, people are condemning Gary Peterson, but he still loves me. I put his feet on the rock. He's not finished. He's going to stand. He can still do something for my kingdom. It's not over. He believes in the power of prayer. He doesn't want to be king. I am not a dictator. I want people to see Jesus high and lifted up. But God, but God, whoo, but God, but God has your name over here, but God touched so-and-so, and by grace, he saved him. He pulled him out of the depths, and he said, I could still use you. Yep. Clean you off a little bit, dust you off, and set your feet on a rock and make, take something out of you that you didn't even know you had. Right? You didn't even know. It was fervent prayer that was going on. But you have to think to yourself, what in the world? We are told that prayer was made without ceasing. The word ceasing means to stretch forward. It's a medical term that refers to a stretched ligament or a pulled muscle. It has the idea of going beyond the boundaries. Yeah. Going beyond the boundaries. This is what I see for Rock Church. One block over from our new church is Tippecow. That's not the name of a woman. That's a, or a man. It's a bad name because I think you are a tippy cow after you leave the ice cream place. You know what I'm saying? Ice cream is my weakness. You go there and you become a tippy cow. It's like, whoa, it's prophetic. And so it's like one block over. And I'm thinking to myself, they, they have people there all the time. Let's get an ice cream machine in our new garage and give free ice cream cones. Every Saturday night at this time, you come and get free ice cream cones. And while they were there, they get a little bit of Jesus. They don't need dipped in chocolate. They need it dipped in Jesus. And little by little, it gets all over. You can get free ice cream cones over there at Rock Church. Have you ever been there? It's like kind of crazy, I know, because they have this weird group of people that, that sing and dance. There's this outdoor stage, and it's kind of cool. Let's be radical and give away free stuff. You say, we don't even have money to buy the building. God will provide the money to give away free ice cream cones. Because some free ice cream cones going to lead. A couple marched in there this last week and said, we live 30 seconds away. We're looking for somewhere for our kids because our church has no ministry to teenagers. I said, you hit the jackpot. You hit the jackpot. We'll take care of your kids, and your kids will turn out differently. Yeah, not brainwashed, not spiritually abused, no, different in a good way because the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much and so Peter's in prison I don't really think he's sitting down there worrying about tomorrow because as soon as Passover's over he's done he's fried he's dead he's getting his head lopped off just like James I think that he believed that people were praying and that God could supernaturally work it was faithful prayer and it says this without faith it's impossible to please God for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek you. I know the first man that brought a $5,000 check into me this week had talked to me a few months ago about their finances and how some horrible things had happened. And supernaturally, after committing them to God months ago, God paid their debt off and gave them this money to give to the church. And he gladly turned it over and said, here it is. Woo, woo, mo, come on. Come on, God, you're making my feet dance because you give exceedingly above or beyond what we ask or think. If you ask in faith, believing, you shall receive. I think Peter was in there, and I think the other people were out there praying like crazy. It was focused prayer. It was family prayer, but I want to get on to number three. It was a time of power, and this is what it says. The night before Herod was to bring him the trial, the night before. Have you ever noticed how God waits to the last second? Oh, I promised I was going to give this money by September 1st, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Sell your bedroom set. No, that'll only bring 100 bucks. No, you know, wouldn't it be exciting to see God supernaturally provide? You say, you're only preaching this message because you want us to give. We don't need your money. No, we don't. I'm not saying that cocky. We don't need your money. We need your faith. Because with real faith, Rock Church will literally change the city. 
change the religious Sanhedrin in the city. They're all the same. The churches are all the same. That's what we want to be. See, Herod Agrippa wanted everyone to like him. You're not going to be liked by everybody else. Paul, Saul was not liked. Peter was not liked. James was not liked. John was not liked. They had to step away from their previous occupation and worry little about what people think and more about what God thinks. Oh, yeah, the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, supernatural power of God is going to work. Shazam, 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 like a bolt of lightning out of the sky. It suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell, and darkness went to light. And I was like, what the heck's going on? We don't even have electricity. He struck Peter on the side and, and woke him up like what quick get up he said and the chains fell off peter's wrists Woo! and then the angel said to him put off your clothes and sandals and peter did so i think it's supposed to be on he didn't need to be leaving naked <laughs> everybody be talking now you see that naked man <laughs> What the heck's going on? <laughs> no, put on your clothes. We could use a little more of that during the summertime, couldn't we? You girls, I'd like to wear them skimpy little bikinis. Okay. Put on your clothes <laughs> and your flip-flops for all the preachers that won't wear flip-flops. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. Like, you know what you're like when you get woke up out of some trance? At my age right now, I'm like, I can't even move. Is this real? Please, God, don't make this real. I'm still in la-la land. And then you get up and somebody says something to you and you go, don't even talk to me. I don't talk to people in the morning, much less the middle of the night. You want to get killed? That's Nick when he wakes up. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison. Mm. But he had no idea that the angel, what, what the angel was doing was really happening. Now, come on. Can you relate to that? All of a sudden, this guy shows up in prison, and there's a bright light, and you're in a dead, sound sleep, and he says, put your clothes on and follow me. He thought he was seeing a vision. And they passed the first and the second cards, and came to the iron gate leading out to the city to freedom. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. And when they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel was gone. And Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord, supernatural organ should be playing time, that the Lord... The Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything. The Jewish, my people, my own people, were hoping would happen. You know what people are hoping you happen when you turn to Christ? They're hoping that you get out of this cult. They're hoping that you'll go back to having a few beers on the back porch and cussing as you cut your wrists and watch Pokemon. They're hoping you'll find yourself locked in the clutches of video games once again like they are so that you won't make them feel bad. You're hoping that they'll come back to your dead church, which one day God's going to make the entire building fall flat to the ground because the power of God has left the place. We don't need a building. We got each other. If I only came this morning just to talk to the praise band for 45 minutes, I would have done that because God's working. God is on the move. God is on the move, isn't he? Soon we'll be out of this place, and you'll have to sit longer because I'm not stopping my message until I said everything I was supposed to say. I'm not going to stop my message. There was powerful prayer, but there was also, because of that prayer, there was salvation that was taking place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there was salvation that was going down. God is in the saving business, isn't he? He's in the saving business. Whew. When the church prayed, God heard them and answered prayer.
There were powerful surprises. Mm -hmm. Peter motioned with his hand. Goes to the, the door. Peter motioned with his hand. Did I skip something there? Hmm? I'm good? Okay. He said, be quiet, and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said. And then he left for another place. See, what, what happens, I think, I did leave something out. I, yeah, you know, you know the, the best part of the whole deal was? Everybody's so busy praying their formal prayers. Oh, God, hear our prayers. I gave a big lecture yesterday because everybody starts their prayers like, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, oh, God. You use God's name so many times. You know, in the Old Testament, you couldn't even speak the name of God without fear that you might fall over dead. If you said Yahweh, yes. We just blow God off like, I'm going to say this right now. I say it in all respect to the king of glory. You are in the house. You're in the room. You are surrounding us, encompassing us, and meeting with us. We give you, you believe that? We give you praise, God. As it rolls out of our lips, we give the praise to you. And so the prayer meeting was going on. They send Rhoda to the gate, and she goes, oh, my goodness. And she goes back and tells them, Peter's at the gate, and they say, shut up. Shut up, Ed. I mean, shut up, Rhoda. You're just, you're a nobody. You have no, you have no seminary degree, Ed. God can't use you. You need to go back. What? Ba-bang. 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 We were going back and forth last night, and I was saying something like Shazam, and Ed went, ba-bang, and I said, who uses the word ba-bang? Have you ever heard that? Ba-bang. And we're just going back and forth with pastors, are we? and Ed, we, he's like a pastor with no education. It's just worthless. <laughs> you know what God does? No, 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 not poor Ed. Ed is very blessed. God does this. God says, I use the rotas. Sometimes the rotas put you to shame, don't they? Sometimes the ads put you to shame. Sometimes you are used more than those who are religiously trained and have all the knowledge and have all the tradition, but nothing's happening with them. God uses the simple things of the world to confound the wise things. I want to be used like that. Yeah, yeah. And so Rhoda goes back and they say, shut up. And she says, no, he's actually out there. When he finally gets in there, he says to him, you've got to be quiet because... You're not going to believe this story. God supernaturally sent a light and an angel appeared to me, and the gates opened up. I am free. I am free. I don't need that crap anymore. I don't need this garbage in my life. I don't need to cuss. I don't need to go to parties. I don't need video games every day. I don't need all my sports addictions. I don't need all this junk stuff, my greediness and having to shop all the time or whatever. God says you could be free indeed. When you surrender to God completely, you feel so rich you can't stand it. Am I right? You feel so overwhelmed. You feel so blessed. You can't even stand it. Your knee doesn't matter. He gives you supernatural strength to go on no matter what. He heals you of all those infirmities. You know that if you're living today and in this room, you're blessed. Some of you should have been dead years ago, but you're still alive. Yeah. God could get Peter out of prison, but Peter couldn't get himself in a, into a prayer meeting. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes God works something supernaturally. And one week later, you come to me and say, We're every time I don't go to church, I don't get any business at my business. And every time I don't go to church, it seems like I get disciplined by God, and yet you don't come the next week. And every time I don't do what God might be indicating I should do, like stretch myself and give something by faith, and I withhold it, then I suffer because all my tires go flat. Yeah? My engine breaks down. Physically, I'm not where I ought to be. I get discouraged. I feel like throwing in the towel. I don't know what to do. And God says this through the Gospels. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible for you. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. This is what I'm suggesting. If you've been cheating God and you haven't signed one of these, you take your little fanny out of the seat and you say, I'm going for it all. I'm going to give one of these to the church and I'm going to watch God give it to me. You don't want supernatural miracles. You want what can be done in your mind, how you can figure it all out. What actually 
fits your formula? I have a simple answer for those who want to be used of God and aren't. Completely die to self, surrender, and you will live. And you will live abundantly. Yes, you will. There was incredible sovereignty. I have to stop. I know I'm, I'm so late already, but there was incredible sovereignty. And in the morning, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what became of Peter. And after Herod had a thorough search made for him and did not find him, he cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed. There's no mercy, Hillary Clinton. You will have all of us executed just like you did over there. Huh? You don't care about our safety. You're not interested in any of us. He ordered them executed. Then Herod went to Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. He had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and now they joined together and sought an audience with him. And after securing the support of Blastus, a trusted personal servant of the king, they asked for peace because they depended on the king's country for their food. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robe, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. And they shouted, This is the voice of God, not of a man. And immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down. He was eaten by worms and died. That would hurt. He was eaten by worms and died. Bam. God's talking to you and you're not listening? It's not pretty. It's not pretty. Stop, please. I don't care what time it is. God is talking to you by something that's happened to you recently. Yes, he is. He's either trying to make you realize that he loves you enough to discipline you and bring you back, or he's just trying to make you stronger by trusting that what happened was his sovereign plan for your life. Correct? You want to die eating of worms because you don't listen to God? Because he's speaking to you and you're not listening and you take the glory to yourself. May the glory of the Lord rise among us. May you see that I'm not yelling at you. I'm not trying to spiritual abuse you. I'm experiencing this week of total purity with God, the blessing of God. No matter what happens, doesn't matter if my knee works or not, God is still amazing. Oh, wow. Just imagine what we could learn if we would just understand but. That simple little conjunction means this. There's something else on the other side of the ledger. It says, you haven't heard it all yet. There's more. There's another story. You should hear the other story. And thank you, Lord, I will say this publicly, thank you, Lord, that you allowed me to continue into ministry because there is another story. Is that right? There's always another story. And this is the end of it all, the most powerful part of the lesson today. But starts and finishes this way. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. Satan, you have no power other than what God allows you to have. The enemy's been defeated. Death can't hold you down. Yeah, you got that? Enemy's been defeated, and death can't hold you down. Yeah. I'm going to shout on to God with the voice of triumph. Going to shout on to God with the voice of praise. How about a shout? <laughs> Best shout you can give now. Whew. When you realize that there's something else on the other side of the ledger and God's always pointing that out to people saying, yeah, but you think he's a piece of scum. But I look at him, I see another side to this, right? God, thank you. Please, I want to ask one question with your eyes open. Just one this morning. How many of you will make a commitment for one week from right now to as much as lies within you to realize that God will judge you if you do not do this. I will live this week pure. I will not think dirty. I will take captive my thoughts to make them obedient to Christ. I will live this week pure and see at the end of the week, next Sunday morning when I come, what God has done through that. Raise your hand. I'm there at the top. I'm not looking around. I will live, God. I will see, yes, what you can do in me and through me, huh? Oh, God, I, I, I'm, I'm praying with my eyes open, so don't close your eyes. God, I'm trusting you. I love to see how God supernaturally intervenes on our behalf, don't you? 
I'm believing, God, that you are going to reveal to us miracles about our marriages, about our kids. We are not giving up, are we, honey? Danielle doesn't want to come to church. You think we're giving up? She doesn't see that her physical afflictions are because she's not obeying God. But do I say that in hate? No, I say it in love so much I can't stand it. It's not a good thing to be away from God. You suffer. Yeah, you do. You end up down in Arabia for years and then up to Tarsus, and some of you are moping around because something has happened you can't handle. Don't mope. Don't mope. All things work together to bring us to God. Don't th- Yes? Supernaturally, God, you got to intervene right now by the power of God. May something supernatural reveal to you that you are only, you're only happy when you're with Jesus. Right? Vince has got to be worn out. He's talked as much as I have during this service. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy he has. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea how much of encouragement it is to me when you just let out a little, yeah, come on, pastor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, daddy. Oh, mommy. Oh, everybody. Huh? Isn't the joy of the Lord your strength? Aren't you glad with your, you're with a bunch of losers? Yeah. All of us losers united for God, right? Yeah, ba-bang. Ba-bang, everybody together. Ba-bang, it's our new motto as a church. <laughs> okay, now it's getting weird. <laughs> My wife says Ed's rubbing off on me. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm rubbing off on him, too. That's dangerous. <clears throat> okay. Is it raining outside? Is it? Because we, we're going to be baptizing a lot of people. I don't want to have it if. So, um, but is it thunderstorm? Is it lightning? What? Shows lightning? Shoot. Okay, you, you haven't been in the beach by the Denhoffs. This is literally how I have to stand. It goes like this. This knee has to be up here, and this one's way back here, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm going down. And it's all mush. And then you get 500-pound people, and you try to get them down. You can't get them up. You, you go down in the muck. I'm, I'm not making this up. I, I, now in the muck, I'm thinking, God, I'm going down. I'm going to get rebaptized 14 times today. <laughs> you know this is true. So, God, please, please. <laughs> be, <laughs> okay, visitors today, don't be a Judaizer. Don't be no Judaizer. We'll come in here, spy out our freedom. Um, so we'll have baptism very shortly at the Denhaus. We're not waiting around. If you're getting baptized, get there and get ready to get dunked. It'll be a powerful time. 